Yay, yay, and we're here. It's clean comedy outside. Clean jokes for everybody and a nice dog. You're a corgi. Yes, you are. I know I'm talking to you, buddy. Do you have jokes too? Rough, rough, a corgi walked into a bar and they said that's cool because San Francisco's a dog-friendly place. Yay! Super dog-friendly. Do you want to? Do you have any other jokes, Corgi? Do you want to say what's your dog's name? Andy. Annie. Oh, look at Annie, little orphan Annie. Oh, you should get a tinier puppy and uh, name it. What was Annie's dog's name? Does anybody remember that movie? She had a dog. Remember in the orphanage? The sun will come out. Sandy. You should get a tiny baby teacup corgi and name it Sandy. So you have Andy, Annie and Sandy. She's trying to do crowd work. Not great. Shouldn't work on the dog so much. Making really good eye contact with Annie, though. Like really making that work for me. She's feeling it. We're, uh, we're out here for outdoor comedy. It's clean because we have neighbors with children and we care about our neighbors and we don't want to say bad things in front of small children. Uh, you know, because... I'm a I'm a nanny. That's something I used to do for money before COVID. Ha <laughs> ha! I used to take care of people's children. They used to pay me for that. My question is, why do babies' pants have pockets? Yeah, all babies' pants have pockets. Babies have like they they wear right the patriarchy. What are they putting in those pockets? Babies with cargo pants. There's like six pockets for the babies. What could they possibly be putting in those pockets? Well, you know, as a nanny, yeah, they, they can't even put their own socks on. They, like, can't put their hands in their pockets. They can't put any, can't even grab things. They're, like, chicken nuggets are difficult. But so their pockets, uh, that's where I put my drugs because <laughs> the babies can't get their hands in there anyway. Do you know that an 18-month-old knows how to do zippers on a backpack? They understand the mechanics of zippers. Can't get their own hands in their pockets. Also, the police will never search a baby. That's... <laughs> They just won't. That's just a pro tip. Uh, all of them, uh, any color, they won't. I don't think they do. They do. do I don't know. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I'll tell my story about white privilege. That's clean. So, it's one of those things where, like, you know, in these COVID times, and then all the uh, all the other things that have come up on the po police brutality and the oh no, help help, I'm being oppressed. And we are. We're all definitely being oppressed. Uh, but I'm like, oh no, how do I respond to this? I'm like, a, I'm like a white lady. Like, what do I say? And the only thing I can do is acknowledge my own privilege. So there was this one time that I was super drunk. Can you imagine me? <laughs> and I was wearing these really cute shoes, right? And they were so cute. And I just couldn't walk them anymore. So I had them in my hand like this. And I'm like on Mission Street, waving my shoes in the air, just yelling at people, hello! And so I thought I was flagging down a cab, but I actually flagged down an SFPD. And they came right up to me, and they were like, how can I help you? And I said, geez, I really need a ride home. And they drove me back to the Tenderloin because white privilege. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm just telling a story. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I'm acknowledging. One time I was nannying for these two cute six-year-old twins. They are just adorable. And I like to foster creative play because... I don't want to watch screen time with children. That's terrible. They're paying me money, right? I want to interact with the children. So they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn, and um, they put tape over my face, and uh, fostering creative play, and they took a laser pointer to my hand, 
And they said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, ow, ow, fostering creative play, you know. And then they put the laser pointer to my foot and they said, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, no, oh, no. And then they put the laser pointer to my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. And I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? What game are you playing of your own volition? You're playing a game called Police State. What did I do? Why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn? What could I have possibly done? And they put their little six-year-old heads together and they <laughs> and they come back and they say, you stole a laptop. It's like you're, you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And then they said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, from the mouths of babes. I know police state. They were six-year-olds. True story. In the mission. I don't let them watch cops. <laughs> I don't know what this. We're not watching screen time. How do they know? It's not my fault. <laughs> Just, I'm a good nanny. I'm not a bad, I'm not a bad nanny. <laughs> I'm a really, I'm a really good nanny. I promise you. I love, I love children for $25 an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have my own children because they don't pay you. Here's the thing. I'm a Marxist, right? I'm a Marxist. When women have babies, they literally call it labor. And we get no money. Like, it's called labor. We are the means of production. So glad you read Marx. Everyone else is like, reading? Wah, what are you, a witch? <laughs> read, I'm a witch. I have a couple cats, so clearly I'm a witch. Familiar. Neither of them are black. <laughs> Maybe they should be. Maybe that's what I can do as a white lady. As a white lady, I can do Black Lives Matter by having a black cat. Like, that's the only thing I could do at this point. I don't know what to do. Uh, but I think acknowledging it is a step in the right direction. I don't know. I don't know how to change the world. We're going to do it one comic at a time here <laughs> on the corner. Uh, hey, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Uh, it's a clean comedy show. Can you believe all those jokes were clean? Yay! I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Uh, I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> cool. I'm crazy. All right. We've got really funny comedians for you tonight. I'm really excited about your first comedian. Uh, he's hilarious and amazing and wonderful. And all these comedians can work clean, which I'm so excited about. Because you have to work clean on TV anyway. So it's a great challenge for us. To not say dirty things. Yay. Hey, put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like fashion. For your first comedian, Marcus Howard. Yay. How's it going, you guys? Let's do this, huh? I'm the black one for tonight. What's up, you guys? Uh, yeah, I, um, a lot of my friends during quarantine, they've been doing the, uh, they've been drinking a lot. Uh, but, like, they want me to do it in solidarity with them. But. I actually don't drink, you guys. I don't drink. Like, I, I'm not a big drinker, but, like, whenever I tell people that, they always assume that I had a problem with alcohol, like I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, but that doesn't really happen with other things, you know? Like, when I tell people I don't go to the gym, uh, no one assumes I was, like, really addicted to chin-ups at one point, you know? Yeah, so I don't drink. I also don't smoke, you guys. I don't smoke weed because, for me, smoking weed is kind of like, hey, you remember how stupid you felt that one time you called your teacher mom? Well, what if you can feel that way for like two hours at a time, though, you know? Yeah, so I don't drink, I don't smoke, and when people find that out, they're like, okay, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you have a good time? I'm like, well, 
That's a very easy question to answer. I don't, okay, you guys? I don't have a good time. The, for me, having fun and a good time are just words that people say that I don't really understand, like 0% APR or no student debt. Like, I don't know what that means, all right? Yeah, I've uh, been quarantining, been watching a lot of TV, I've uh, been watching that show Vikings, and uh, we all know Vikings, right? They're like those big manly pillagers and stuff. Well, uh, while I was watching the show, I found out that uh, all Vikings come from Sweden and Denmark, which is cool, but that also means that all Vikings sounded like people who came from Sweden and Denmark, right? They're just like, yes, it is us, the Vikings, and we have come to pillage and plunder, you know? Like Ikea, right? Like, you guys know Ikea. That's the company that makes furniture exclusively from sawdust. Uh, well, apparently they used to make furniture from people, too, and it was just as confusing. <laughs> I, I actually, I like the gumption of Ikea because, I, like, when most people see, like, a pile of sawdust, we're like, oh, this is just garbage. But Ikea's like, we can build something with this, you know? Yeah. I, um, I've been quarantining with my girlfriend. Uh, she's white. I'm a traitor. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, but it's been cool. Um, but because I'm quarantining with my white girlfriend, that means that I have been on more hikes than every black person in existence, you guys. And I, I'm tired of it. It's, it lasts so long. And like with, uh, with all, these, uh, with all like the, the political climate and stuff right now, I actually uh, got promoted, you guys. I, uh, I got com promoted to the uh, position of therapist for all my white friends' guilt, and I'm so over it, you guys. I'm just tired of it. Every day I get a phone call that's like two hours where we're like, we didn't know, you know, <laughs> which is just wild to me. I just don't understand it. Like, I swear to God, if somebody told me that I'm going to have to go through this every day for the rest of my life for us to stop racism, then I'd say I want racism back. Because, like, dude, I can't do that with my time. It's just inefficient, you know. But it was cool. I was out there doing the protests. And, you know, like, I, I, I it was really nice seeing, like, all these white allies and stuff out here. But, like... Sometimes I think white people kind of like go to the extreme just a little bit because like we're out there protesting, right? And we're like, you know, in uh, police brutality, yeah, stop redlining, yeah, in mass incarceration, yeah. And then like some of the white posters like, yeah, and kill cops, yeah, what? No, okay, kill nobody. That's like what most of this is about, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is clean or not. I, it should be. I'm gonna sub out some words. I uh, I was reading an article the other day that said uh, most female porn stars when they get married. Uh, they end up switching to girl-girl scenes, which I think is a is a little bit unfair because like what happens with male porn stars? Do they have to switch to guy-only scenes? Like the wife's like, nah, buddy, you're blowing dudes from here until retirement, you know. But uh, I get confused for being gay a lot. That's a thing that happens to me, right? And like I didn't understand it till I talked to one of my gay friends. And my gay friend, he said it's because I'm uh, gay-facing. He said I'm gay-facing. Yeah, you know, like how some people have a voice for radio. Oh, well, apparently I've got a face for blowing dudes, so, like, that's my life, you know? But here, I'll give you guys an example. One time where I got confused for being gay, right? I was, like, out at this bar. I met this really cute girl. We danced. We talked. We had a good time. And a couple hours later, I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go in for a kiss. So I go in for this kiss, right? She backs up, and she's like, whoa, I thought that you were gay. I was like, well, what would make you say that? And she's like, well, you know, we, like, establish an emotional connection, and straight guys don't ever do that. And so at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, I thought you were going to say it's because we're in a gay bar and I'm wearing this mesh crop top, but all right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been talking about race a lot because uh, I can't escape it. And uh, I was talking to my brother the other day, right? And my brother, he was like, hey, man, do you ever sometimes wish that you were a white guy? And I was like, hell no, dude. Right now, not a great time to be a white guy. But if I had a choice in the matter, I'd want to be a white woman because that sounds so much fun, you know? You know, just like getting to run around town indiscriminately touching people's dogs, you know? 
drinking lattes, writing blog posts about cultural appropriation while still doing yoga? What? <laughs> Plus, like, I feel like white women have broken the matrix or something, right? Because, like, white women have figured out a way to get all the benefits of white privilege while accepting none of the responsibilities for it. That's, like, why nowadays when these, like, new-agey white girls complain to me about straight white dudes, it's a lot like when your supervisor complains to you about your manager. It's like, why are you telling me this? Don't you know that I hate both of you, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually don't hate white people, you guys. I think white people are cool. Like, I think that there's a lot of things that uh, the black community could actually co-opt from the white community, you know, for a change. Like, uh, like as a black guy, you guys, I can't openly love Harry Potter, and I love it so much, you guys. Like, like, black people, we always have to be hard. Like, I can't show up to, like, the next family function and be like, yeah, what house you claim, dog? I'm Slytherin ride or die, you know? Nah, son, is Wingardium Leviosa, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> actually, I took one of those Patronus tests for to figure out what my Harry Potter spirit animal is going to be. And uh, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to get something dope like a lion with, like, an eagle's face for a, you know? And um, I got a duck, you guys. I just got, like, a duck. Not even, like, a cool duck. Like a duck with some potential, just like a normal duck, you know? Which means that, like, even when I lie about myself, I'm, like, still pretty lame, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I am, I'm in not that great of a mood, though, because I, uh, I recently had an incident with a raccoon, and I'm not over it. And <laughs> here's what happened. So I was out late one night. I came home. Uh, this is just very recently. I pulled up in front of my house in my car. And on my uh, front porch was a fat raccoon. He was, like, huge, which is, like, it's weird seeing any type of street creature that's fat because the streets aren't designed for that to ever happen, which means that this raccoon, like, fought the streets, and the streets lost hard, okay? And, like, I'm looking at this raccoon. He's like, yeah, bro, you know what time it is. Like, I got tiny hands. I'm godless. I don't care about you. <laughs> and so I roll down my window, and I go, hey, get out of here. And he didn't even, like, acknowledge my existence. He's like, he looked at me in a way that was like, you don't get this, bro. This is just, like, another day for me, all right, you know? And so I, uh, I, I was like, I don't know what to do about this raccoon. And so I, uh, I have a German Shepherd, and I love animals, but I didn't want to do this. I was going to have to uh, sick my German Shepherd on this raccoon. So I get out of my car. I go to the side gate of my house. I open up my gate. I call out my dog. His name is Django. I say, Django, come out here. So Django walks out, and I'm, like, pointing at the raccoon, and Django looks at me, then he looks at the raccoon, and then he walks back inside the gate and closes it, which means that this raccoon now owns my house, you guys. I have not been home in six weeks, all right? I pay rent to this mother. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's been cool, you guys. I, um, I did go on, like, a little bit of a trip, like, just because, like, I wanted to get away from my house because that raccoon is there. And <laughs> I uh, went on this long drive throughout the state, right? And, like, while I was on this drive, I just kept seeing, like, hitchhiker after hitchhiker after hitchhiker. And then this realization set in for me. Uh, there is no such thing as a black hitchhiker. Because let's face it, you guys, hitchhiking is an astoundingly Caucasian activity, you know? Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, ain't nobody stopping to pick you up, okay? <laughs> Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, you're not a hitchhiker. You're just a hiker, all right, you know? Yeah, you're stranded and need good shoes. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, my uh, like I said, I was talking to my brother a lot. My brother, he's a he's a weird guy. Like I'm an ally. I I'm, I support all the different creeds and cultures. But my brother, he's a uh, he's really conservative. You know, he actually he says that he's a a little bit homophobic, which I think that's weird when people try to like downplay their hate by going like, oh, I'm a little racist. I'm a little homophobic. Cause like that almost implies that my brother doesn't hate all gay people. He just hates like one in specific. 
And so I dug a little bit deeper, and it turns out, yeah, that's what's going on, okay? Because uh, apparently one time he was at a party, and this gay dude named Sky called him basic, and he never got over it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just a little bit homophobic, huh? Yeah, I, um, I got a cat, you guys. Is there any pet owners here? Heck, yeah. Yeah, I got a cat recently, uh, mainly because I think I hate myself and I deserve bad things. Because let's face it, you guys, cats are jerks. They really are. They're just like the worst pet a person could ever have. And like, here's the thing. When I got this cat, I thought I was gaining a pet. But instead, what I got was just like a really crappy roommate with a mood disorder, you know? Yeah, my cat, his name is Charlie, and I hate this mother uh, with a passion, okay? <laughs> and like, because like, here's the thing. With Charlie, with Charlie, I could never have female company over, you know? Like, I might bring a girl home, take her up to my room, close the door, start making things intimate. But then 10 minutes in, I start to hear this. Meow! <laughs> and, like, you could try to turn up some music to try to cut the cat out, but it is so hard to keep your stroke game going when you got a little hand reach on the door doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrible. I hate Charlie <laughs> so much, you guys. Um... But yeah, life is uh life has been pretty interesting for me right now. Like I said, like we got all this like uh this weird like racial climate stuff going on and uh I've got my like white girlfriend and that was cool. Like when we first started dating and everything, we did like some basic relationship stuff, you know, like we shared in each other's hobbies and interests. That's like a common thing when you start getting in a relationship. And it worked out really great for us, right? Because like I was able to get her into like comic books and video games and she was able to get me into like lattes and sleeping with black guys so it was growing great for both of us but my butt hurts and I can't sit down <laughs> no speaking of video games my uh, my brother he recently got one of these new video games it's called Animal Crossing have you ever guys ever heard of that one before uh, so if you don't know Animal Crossing is like one of these like farming simulator video games which I, I just don't get it right because like video games are supposed to be about escapism like we all have our form of escapism right like some people like reality TV some people like video games like my form of escapism like I want to be like a knight or a wizard or like a basketball wife or something right but like what does that say about you when your form of escapism is that you just want to be like a day laborer you know. <laughs> I feel like that that's like a weird use of your time if you're going to be video gaming. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, live in a, I live in Oakland, and there's a bunch of, like, liquor stores and stuff all over the place. And I've been, like, walking through my neighborhoods, and I've been seeing that uh, all these signs have, all these uh, shops have up the, like, Black Lives Matter signs. And I'm, like, always curious how genuine some of those places are, right? Because, like, when I walk past, like, one of them, I'm just like, okay, really? Uh, Cracker Barrel, you're trying to get in on this movement, too? Because, like, if we're being honest, your name kind of sounds like a warning more than anything else, right? <laughs> and, like, the, the I, so I wonder about how genuine some of them are. But I feel like the one that's truly genuine when they have the sign up is the liquor store because they're like, hey, this is not okay. Those are my customers, you know? <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't even know if they care about black lives, but they're like, black livers definitely matter, you guys. Seriously. Yeah. I, um... I've been, uh, what am I doing on, one more, okay, all right, cool. I got one more and then I got to get out of here. I, uh, I've been, uh, for this joke, I've been dating. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship for this joke. <laughs> but I've been on the dating apps, right? And, uh, and I've <laughs> noticed a couple things. Uh, apparently every woman is a witch now, right? Like, is that a thing? Like, so many dating profiles have, like, ooh, I'm witchy or I'm a witch or something. And I'm just like, no, you're not a witch. What you are is a woman who bought a deck of tarot cards from some lady that doesn't wear deodorant, okay? <laughs> and one of the girls that I was dating uh, at the time who was a witch, she, uh, she, uh, we went back to her place, and she's like, ooh, you must meet my familiar Niles. 
And I'm like, okay, wait, let me say something real quick. Uh, Niles isn't a person. Uh, Niles is a cat, and he's also not her familiar. He just mostly hates her. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's been my time, you guys. I've been Malcolm X. Good night. Marcus Howard, everyone! Yay! Glad he ended on that witchy stuff. That's perfect. I have tarot cards. <laughs> I read them. I also do witchcraft, absolutely. I smoke pot with intention. That's just that's my only witchcraft. Blow, light it with a candle and then blow up the candle with the smoke. <laughs> I'm a witch. Uh, your next comedian, he is awesome. He has He's brought his guitar and he's going to sing comedic songs. I'm so excited that we're all doing clean comedy. Thank you all for being here and supporting Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Josh Kahn. Yay! Hey, give it up for Marcus Howard, everybody. What a funny guy. Give him a big round of applause. Thank you. All right, so what's going on, everybody? Baseball is back. You guys hear this? Baseball's back? Baseball's back, and nobody cares. Let me rephrase that. Baseball is back. No one under 60 cares. You guys want the, you know, like the average, uh, the average baseball fan is so out of touch. They're so old. Last time I went to an A's game, it was like the seventh inning stretch. We're singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. They get to that part that's like, if they don't win, it's a shame. And the guy next to me is like, because it's one, two, three, four, five. Wh what are we doing? What? Police brutality, what? The game's on. And, you know, it's I don't know who here has kids. If you take your kids to the baseball game, it's like, first of all, if you can afford to sit in my section, you can get a sitter. But if you take your kids, watch them, okay? It really annoys me. I pay a good money. I want to go watch my baseball. If I did the stuff that some of people's kids do at the baseball game, I would go straight to prison. Not county, just straight to prison. Like, if I just stood in front of you innings two through seven, just, you know, butt in your face, crotch in your face, butt in your face, crotch in your face, just dig down into your helmet nachos and smear cheese on your nice jersey and just be like, my dad's better than you. <laughs> I would go to prison. So watch your kids when you take them to the baseball game. I don't know why you're doing that in the first place. And, you know, here's another thing that uh, gets my goiter. is like, why are you taking your five-year-old kids to Disneyland? They're not going to remember. Don't waste. This is not comedy. This is just like commentary on where to not spend your disposable income. Like, just, they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to remember, like, if you, as an adult, you need Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in your life and you can't find a sitter, like, more power to you. Go ahead and take your five-year-old. But he's not going to remember. Don't take him and then have, like, years of resentment against the kid because the only part of Disneyland you remember is throwing up on the teacups, you know? Like, that's, it's not fair to either one of you. I say this out of experience. I am a father. Go ahead and look at me and just absorb that h horrific fact for a second that somebody let me spawn with them. Yeah, no, but I, I had him very young, obviously. Thank you for noticing. I'm so youthful looking. Um, I had him so young. You know, me and my kid, we're almost the same age, you know? He's going to turn 18, you know? I'm a very youthful 23, I think, for the past 11 years or so. Okay. No one's buying that. The best thing, though, because I was 16 when I had him. His mom was 17 when I had him. The best thing, there's a whole stigma about being a teen parent. I recommend it, you know? The best part about being a teen parent is you get to have sex with a jailbait and a MILF at the same time. It's the only time when it's cool to do that. She doesn't even know what to say when we're in bed together. It's like, baby, daddy, baby, daddy, baby, daddy. Oh, oh, oh. People always ask me, oh, you have such a good relationship with your kid. Do you let your kid smoke weed? Let my kid smoke weed? 
he's my dealer. I I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna pay club prices for dabs, man. This is why you procreate. Now that my kid's 18, we decided that we're gonna go into business together, father-son business. We're gonna open a vape store, okay guys? We're gonna sell vape stuff and we're gonna sell R and B records. Place gonna be called I Heard It Through the Vape Vine. Alright, follow us on Insta. If that doesn't work, we're going to sell, like, vape stuff and books. We'll call it the Vapes of Wrath. Cool. Some of you read. That's awesome. But I think the real money, if you're going to open a vape store, is going to be just in selling only to kids, right? So we're going to open a vape store that sells only to children. We're going to call it Statutory Vape. All of our customers wanted to shop there. I don't know why we're making a federal case out of this. No, I have a – no, I love my girlfriend, but I have a girlfriend my own age, perverts um, – yeah, no, I love her to death. Uh, we've been together for so long that we didn't meet on Tinder. Me and my girlfriend met on Craigslist. That's how long we've been together. Whoo! We no longer Netflix and chill. We eat checks Mix and pay bills, but I feel the romance is still there. I love her a lot. Um, I love her even though she's white. Sue me. Um, my girlfriend is so white. She got her 23 and Me results back, and it was just a blank sheet of white paper. That is how I, I love her. She's beautiful. She's smart. I tell her all the time, I'm like, honey, you should try stand-up. She's, really, me? Why, why would I try stand-up? I say, honey, you're white. You're going to be good at anything where you got to, like, own the whole room of people. That's a comedian joke. Oh, I'm glad that, that killed. Obviously, I'm sorry. Every comedian you're going to see tonight has a couple of screws loose, but I don't mean to brag, but I got, like, a lot of screws. I have a lot of things wrong with me mentally. Um, I have ADHD, HD. That means I have ADHD and 5K. Your guys' network is not even compatible with how hyperactive that I can become. I also have a late-onset case of SIDS. That's sudden infant death syndrome. I have a late-onset case of SIDS. For those of you in the medical community, I got a new urologist. The guy's a real whiz. My proctologist and my analyst, they both sound exactly the same, though. They, they both say, hey, you got to learn to let go or you're going to explode. My proctologist and my analyst. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. But in therapy, we bring up stuff because uh, my therapist thinks that I act out for attention. And I just th – the things that he says that I do to act out for attention, I'm not acting out for attention. They're just things that I've become comfortable doing. Like, I'm short – so when I go up to, like, I try to find a stall, but if I have to use a urinal, I still have to do this to pee. I, I unzip and stuff, but because I'm short and I'm used to peeing on my shirt tail, I lift up like this while I'm peeing. And just as, like, a leftover remnant habit from when I was a child, I have to rub my nipples, otherwise I can't urinate. Um, does no one else do this? Am I? Am I the? I just realized I'm rubbing my nipple on a street corner in the mission. Um. It's, yeah, it's it's a little awkward. It's especially awkward at, like, the baseball game with the long trough and the old man pulls up next to me and he does it too. He's like, oh, when in Rome, buddy. I'm living the life. We're, we're going to get on the Internet together. The other thing that I do that he says that I'm, like, looking for attention, you know, like, when you go into the grocery store now, they have those footprints on the ground six feet apart for social distancing? Well, I wait until the person in front of me steps off of their little set of footprints and I jump over to it like the floor's hot lava. Like every single, it's not my fault they changed every open business into like an adult hopscotch. It's not, wasn't my plan. I'm on the coronavirus diet, guys. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm only eating toilet paper. K 
case of Kirkland Signature and a bottle of Windex at night, and I'm good. I'm golden. Um, I don't why I don't know why everyone's freaking out though. You can get your COVID test really easily. I took mine online. I got a, I got like an 85. I got an 85 IQ. Um, yeah, but it's gonna be great once COVID, because it's like everybody's like now kind of calming down and not hoarding food and stuff so much, and it's like you know people are just gonna stop shopping. And uh, in a couple of months, it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to eat out. What do we got in the pantry left over from COVID? It's like, oh, I got like 40 cans of Tiger King lentil soup, a uh, five-pound bag of Karen Kale chips, and uh, 60 cans of murder hornets. Which, by the way, murder hornets, that is racist against bees, okay? Because it's not murder. You have to establish an, uh, like an intention, you know, like a motive and intent with murder hornets. You can't just say that they were buzzed. Hornets, buzz. I'm gonna play music. <laughs> like little little mid mid set applause break. Like oh he's gonna play music. Good, shut the hell up. I wish they all could be non-essential jobs. I hate my stupid job, it makes me want to end my life. Scream in my boss's face, go over to his place, and spend all afternoon on top of his wife. Thunk, 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 thunk. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential jobs. Okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. All right, so this is David Bowie singing Metallica, okay? David Bowie singing Metallica. So close, no matter how far. Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trust in what we are, oh yeah, and Ziggy played guitar, yeah. David Bowie, everybody, thank you, David Bowie. I'm going to play you guys one last song. I'm going to get out of your hair tonight. My name is Ben Josh Khan. You can check out my song online at Josh Khan Comedy, and please make sure that you donate to Mutiny Radio FM. Here I go. The song is about uh, the pandemic that we've all been experiencing. I'm not the world's most hygienic guy, but if you shake my hand when I've been wiping my eyes, you'll catch Corona. R-O-N-A-R-O-N-A. Co-co-co-corona. Well, I'm not the world's most paranoid guy, but I stay inside because I don't want to die from the Corona. R-O-N-A-R-O-N-A. Co-co-co-corona. Well, there's hundreds of thousands of cases worldwide. I guess I'll have to cancel that mail-order bride. All the stuff from China I thought I would love. I got to handle all of it with latex gloves. I got plenty of TP at home. Got a cure for COVID called smoking a bowl straight to the dome. D-O-M-E dome to cure your corona. Everybody sing along with me. Rona. 
My name is Josh Kahn. You have Mutiny Radio. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Make sure you donate today. And be safe out there. Josh Kahn, yay! Keep your hands going for him. All right, we've got two comedians left. I'm glad uh, we're all here and distanced from each other, and you're all being clean, and it's wonderful, and thank you for being here. And Annie's still enjoying herself, the dog in the front. Uh, she's just adorable. We love dogs. Uh, your next comedian, he's so funny. He's a young man coming uh, all the way from Chicago and uh, back here to us. So put your hands together for Aaron Atkins. Yay! What's up, fools? Uh, look at all these clean comedy fans, man. Hell yeah. Give it up for yourselves. All that clean comedy. Yes, well, okay. Uh, do I have any clean comedy? Um, I saw a guy get arrested at the Indian market for trying to steal frozen food. Instant korma. For those listening at home, that was a smash. That killed. Um doing great up here. I'm a phone comic. I'm just going to read stuff from my freaking phone. Okay, I want to do some niche roasts right now from some people I saw in the audience. Yo, this guy over here be looking like the lead singer to Semisonic. Got him. Next. This guy looks like my uncle. Yep. What's your name? Sydney? No, I was going to be a roast. What's your name? Sydney? Got her. He looked like a Sydney. Um, I'm a very unassertive man. I um, went to Pizza Hut a couple days ago and I bought like one pizza, like a regular pizza, and the guy gave me like two pizzas, and I was like, I only ordered one, but it's totally fine. It's cool. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, no, it's great. It's ordered. I, I'll, I'll choose a tip, bro. We all been there. <laughs> uh, so I used to do heroin. No, I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee. Right? If you can do both, just ask Cory Monteith. Badoom. That's clean. I didn't cuss. Um, I can say it. Let's see here. Um, I'm, I'm a fourth Asian. Give it up for that. Hell yeah. Nice. Being a fourth Asian, I look very white though. So being a fourth Asian is like, like the bisexuality of ethnicities because whenever I tell people, they're like, no, you're not. Um, does anybody want to hear my impression of women? Uh, hear my impression? This guy wants to hear my impression of women. All right. I'm cold. Thank you. Got him. Roast of women going on tonight. Just kidding. I respect women. Respect. What's okay. Um, Magna Carta. What about the Manga Carta? That's a funny. Just think about it. You finish the joke for me. Um... What else? This is just the last things I ever wrote. Um, okay, so my parents got divorced last week. That's not a joke. All right. Um, so my <laughs> anyways, yeah. No, I told my friend that, and he was like, dude, that's an L. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah. Just got to bottle up all these emotions now. I'm going to be a libertarian. Woo! You want to hear my impression of a libertarian? Okay. How was that racist? Thank you. All right. Um, thank you. 
Anyways, yeah, my parents got divorced. My dad moved into one of those apartments where, like, everything's carpeted and, like, has the vertical blinds and stuff. It's just an observation. I was at, um, I was at a Carl's Jr., like, in the, in, on, in the Tenderloin on Market Street, and I straight up heard some homeless dude go, Yo, why does this place sell gallons of milk? He's right. That's why do they sell gallons of milk at the Carl's Jr.? Who's Carl? Why is it? Whatever. I hope his dad's proud. Um, oh, you guys want to hear my impression of uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Okay. I dated a 17-year-old when I was 38. <coughs> What's the deal with that? Don't you hate it? Women, am I right? Don't you hate it when they want you to pick them up from school? Don't you just hate it? Women always talking about going to prom, am I right? I got well bored. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you beat your girlfriend's parents and they're the same age as you? All right. Um, is this thing on? It's on. Okay, I got another joke. Okay, so um, this is really good. Okay, so I was um, I'm just telling you in advance. It's really good. So um, I really love Jewish culture. Jewish culture. My friend, my roommate in college was from Israel, and he was like, man, it's so great. Like, you got to go to Tel Aviv. You won't believe it. And I was like, that place sounds unbelievable. But then I went there, and it turns out it is real. <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> Let the record show. Standing ovation. Um, You guys know Anderson Cooper's, like, like uh, uh, he's a um, – Vanderbilt. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. His grandpa's name is Reginald Claypool Vanderbilt. Isn't that like caricaturistically rich? Like that's, isn't that the old duck from DuckTales? That's weird, right? It's so weird. I do admire him getting a real job like George Soros told him to. <coughs> San Francisco? San Francisco, is this thing on? Okay. That would kill him. What's an alt-right part of the country? What would you say? Ohio? North Carolina. Yeah, they are all right. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's true. Um, I, I was vegan, or I used to be. My parents are vegans. I was raised vegan. Uh, it's a true fact. That's why I look like how NPR sounds, you know. That's why I dress like this. Um, anyways, but I used to do a lot of cocaine and be like, I just hate the exploitation of animals. Humans aren't animals. Um, uh, I used to go to this, this, this donut place called The Donut Addiction, and I would just show up and be like, my friend died from that! And then, yeah. And they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'll have one racehorse, please. Um, is this what a bomb feels like? I don't know. We'll see, right? Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's 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 deep. Let's go deeper into this. Um, my mom's vegan, right? She taught me everything I could eat instead of meat. She was my substitute teacher. Looking at the camera for that one. Man, here's something you never hear a crackhead say. Man, that hit the spot. Um. Uh. Do 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 Okay, here's a fun part of the show. Here's a here's a game I like to play with the audience. Hello, camera. I like to play called um. Is it gay porn, or is it just kung fu that I slowed down? So what I'm gonna do here, is I'm gonna I'm gonna play a a video for you guys. I want you to tell me: Is it kung fu slowed down, or is it gay porn? Oh wait, that's a 
Facebook, I have a Snapchat. Oh, here it is. All right, tell me, is this gay porn slowed down? Gay porn or kung fu slowed down? You think that's Kung Fu Slowed Down? Okay, I'll play it again. Gay porn or Kung Fu Slowed Down? Slap the Pam. <laughs> Gay porn or Kung Fu that's been slowed down? You're all wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting. Thank you. Thank you, David Sedaris in the house. I got one minute? Okay, how can I ruin this for myself? Um, dang, oh, so my name is Aaron Atkins. Give it up for me. I'm not leaving. Uh, my name is Aaron Atkins, and people are always like, oh, Atkins diet, huh, you eat the Atkins diet? I'm like, everything I eat is the Atkins diet, dog. Like, a Slim Jim before bed is the Atkins diet. Um, shoot, let's, let's end on a stupid one, eh? So on a stupid one. Um, just kidding, it's a smart one. So uh, I was in Tacoma, Washington. We have some people from t Tacoma in the house. Woo, we got some Tacomans. Um, anyways, I was in Tacoma, Washington. I was driving by their sports arena. It's a big dome, right? And uh, and my mom was like, you know, your 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 great grand uncle designed that. It's called the Superdome. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Tell him that. I don't think it's super dumb. Uh huh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Am I gonna leave on that one? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Um. Okay. Dude, I might. No. Nah. Nah. We're gonna stick around. Okay. So I, I went to rehab, right? Give it up for rehab. Give it up for Amy Winehouse in the Winehouse. I um. I went to rehab and I met a lot of very wise people there. Like my first roommate was also a heroin addict, and he was like, "Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Cause you, cause you can, can you hear me? Look, look, can you hear me? He was like, I sound like a trucker now. He was like, Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Cause you can do heroin and still live a perfectly good life. And I was like, how do you do that? And he was like, just eat right, exercise every day. Do a little bit of heroin. My buddy lived for like two years. <laughs> I was like, shit, bro, by then I'll be old enough to drink. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm Aaron Atkins. Keep it going for Aaron Atkins, everyone. Yay. I'm excited about your last comedian because it's actually the last time we're going to see him for a while. He's moving to L.A. To go try to be famous during COVID times. I mean, good luck, but it's gonna be fine. He's, he's a, he's a really personable, hilarious gentleman, and I know you're gonna love him. He's gonna be clean. Put your hands together for Nathan Lowe. Yeah. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? Give it up one more time for Pam. We've been, I've been hanging out with Pam for a long time, and she just shot me. That was a very much a mom moment. She's like, and he's gonna be clean. Please be clean. It's your last show. <laughs> and she's like, do you have five minutes of clean material? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. How are you guys? Good. Give it up for yourselves for being here. Out in it. 
COVID, give it up for your last comic. Where'd he go, Aaron? That walking, talking TikTok. Where'd you go? Good job, buddy. He's going to be at home practicing dances later. Very excited. Let me get a good look at y'all. Hold on. Oh, wow. Good looking crown. Oh, what's up, Mumford and Cousins? What are y'all doing? If you're here, who's playing these obscure stringed instruments online? <laughs> All right, I'll stop picking on the six people that we have. No, but I am moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Yay, boo. Pick one. Boo, yay. Yay, boo. Okay, yeah. Moving there, if you couldn't tell by how tight these purple pants are. <laughs> Just getting in the mood, figuring it out, trying to find a spot. It's weird and difficult and... uh. You know, my self-esteem, it's way too high, so I guess I got to move down there and just develop a complex. I was looking for roommates, and I posted a photo just on Facebook, like, picture of my face. Hey, I'm, you know, XXY, whatever, Zimzer. Uh, this is my price range, and here we go. Uh, here's the thing about gay dudes. They don't need Grinder to be on Grinder. Does that make sense? I got about 40 comments on that. Guess how many of them were about real estate? That was the correct answer. <laughs> Some of them almost made it. They were like, this one can fit three or four on my face. Or just straight to just ram my dead carcass, you insatiable bison. Yeah, a little aggressive. A little aggressive for a Facebook comment where everyone can see you. I don't know, but I mean, I, it's good. I've been I've been cruising through there. I've already got a couple gigs, a couple acting gigs. They saw my Facebook picture, and uh, I just got a great new role. I'm playing an erotic masseuse uh, behind a Walmart on Sunset. I'm not gonna let this town take advantage of me. <laughs> uh, it's like it's weird because I I don't really like actors. I've known them for a long time, and when you're in like the comedy sphere and you're down there, it's like it's something that you have to do as well but they will immediately latch on to, like, oh, they do this. The one thing that you're uncomfortable about, it's like, hey, I saw your photos. They were great. I have a couple roles in mind for you. Can you grow a mustache? No. <laughs> Is that something I needed? <laughs> Did I need a mustache? I don't know. Like, I guess my top lip can't work, but if I had both of them, there's a Walmart gig that I got. <laughs> Is that clean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's clean anymore. It's like weird finding roles for me. I have a very Trumpy face. Just very, yeah, Republican bone structure <laughs> happens. A lot of people just come up to me and assume that I was in the military. It's like, hey, man, where'd you serve? I'm like, I'm not brave. Where'd you serve? Dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. <laughs> I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game that I could play. I could stop and have a sandwich. So not brave. <laughs> I uh, I heard a couple jokes about Disneyland tonight. Where'd you go, buddy? Oh, give it up one more time. Killed it. I do not have fun musical skills that I can use if I have to bail out halfway through my set. <laughs> I don't have them. But uh, Disneyland, yeah, I do have some stuff. Does anyone here have an adult family member that still goes to Disney? Oh, yeah. That was like, this girl was like, of course I do. And this girl went... Yeah, <laughs> she's there. <laughs> she hangs out in the attic and just rings a bell when we have to bring her food. <laughs> My sister does that. She's like almost 30, and she still goes. She still goes to Disneyland every year with her just equally sad friends. 
And she's like, one of these girls, they think that they're singers. They won't have that. It's like, I, I'm a salesperson, but also I do this. It's like people who sing when they're happy, one of these annoying people, just wakes up in the morning. Oh, it's Tuesday. I only sing when I'm, I only sing when I'm borderline suicidal. Just walking around my house. My life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. You guys don't do that? <laughs> so I live with three women. It's basically like if I have to do that, it's a lot like, have you ever been really late for work and you have to eat your food really fast over the sink? <laughs> it's a lot like that. <laughs> it's terrifyingly like that. They're like three girls, and when you're in the bathroom, how could you not? All the lotions, all the things. Guys, we have smell, the girls have smell privilege. Do you know that? Have you ever been in a woman's bathroom when you can wade through just the piles of, what are these, that you put them in your ears? They're everywhere, just pulling entire handfuls of hair out of the faucets like long-haired dogs. We have like 80, 90 products. Like, dudes, we're really selling ourselves short. We have just cedar wood. I can only smell like cedar wood. I'm in there, it's like, like Willy Wonka made a factory just for smells. And I'm in there like Augustus Gloop. I'm just rubbing that on my face. Girls do some hardcore stuff. Have any of you ever heard of an acid peel? You know what an acid peel is? God, that was way too happy. She's like, woo, peel skin off my face. It's what it is. It's acid on your face. It's an acid peel. You're peeling layers of skin. Do you love me yet? Is this the layer that you wanted? That they make it sound cute. Acid peel. What? Sugar. Scrub. Oh, it's sugar. It's sweet. It's not. It's just coarse. You're rubbing layers of skin. Just pour some sugar on me. In the name of love. Oh, man. Any of you texted your exes yet? Yeah, that happened. They come out of the woodwork during COVID. It happened for me. A lot of girls called me up. A lot of them. Just like, I think you were the one. You got away. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I stole money out of your purse. You just, are you not even here for any of this? I was a horrible person. But girls will do that. They'll see very far away. Oh, everyone's stuck in their house? I bet I can throw a wrench in his cogs. It's like they just put a bat signal out for when Nathan's happy. I have bad luck with women. Like, I mean, you, know, you seem like a very good girl. You've been, like, agreeing with a lot of my jokes. I'd probably date you. I have horrible judgment. <laughs> I just, I dated two snake girls in a row. Does anyone know what a snake girl is? People who think snakes are cute, these psychopaths. Met any of them? Or, yeah, this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> snake girls. Yeah. I know my sign now, too. I was like, if you don't know what a snake girl is, I'll give you the opposite. Do you know what a horse girl is? Someone really into horses. Also into going to Disney at 30. Same, same basic thing. Here comes the sun. Hello, Poppy. If you were listening to Pop Off the Sound of Music Curiosity, I'm your host, Bear, filling in the first hour for Bug House Square. And yes, it is that time of the year where I'm going to do an annual spring cleaning mix. But I'm doing something a little different today for all you winners out there who uh, have stuck yourself in self-quarantine. This is the right thing to do. Self-quarantine is not self-isolation. Make sure you get outside, walk that dog, play some board games with your kids. 
stay off of those screens. More beyond them less. In fact, I have disconnected my internet. Pull the plug on that sucker at home. Or do it on the phone, but don't do it over the absence. Anyway, today I'm going to be playing you just a shit ton of Disney. All with positive messages, uh, uplifting, get-together kind of anthems, mojo and slur. And we're going to start off with one from way back in 1932, I believe. I don't know, but uh, it's a classic from the over A and B side. Eddie Goodman, Gene Krupa, sing, 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 and pop off the sound of music. Here we go.
just picture a throne. You came along and everything started to hum. <laughs> Still, it's a real good bet. Best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. <laughs> Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. To the fly, we've only tasted the wine. We're gonna drain the cup dry. <laughs> Wait till you time the right for these arms to surround. Sure, nobody in this You think you've flown before, but you ain't left the ground. Wait until you're locked in my embrace. Wait till I draw you near. Wait till you see that sunshine place. Ain't nothing like it here. The best is yet to come, Tony. Won't it be fine? Tanner. The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Yes, heaven, I'm in 
So that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we out together Dance cheek to cheek Take it, Ella, swing it
Yes, it is good to be alive. Imelda May, you are listening to Paul on the Sound of Music and Curiosity at the Mutiny Pirates Bar in the Mission 21st and Florida. Today I am with Paul Hoppity-Hoppity-Pop and a little bit of music uh, to raise the mood a little, to keep you a little bit swirling, keep you stressed out from the standpoint. Um, yeah, so if you're listening, thanks a lot for tuning in, and I hope this music helps you get through whatever it is that's going through, whatever circumstances we're in, but make sure you uh, do stay on course and don't run away from it. Now, when uh, problems come along, situations Buck up and huck it. Here's Wiley in the Wild West with Buck Up and Huck It. I'm pop off the sound of music and curiosity. Yodel 
You are listening to Pop Opera Sound of Musical Curiosity here at the Mutiny Pirate Ship in Minneapolis. I am your host there, and we are doing a lot of upbeat music today. Because as I said, we needed a little bit of to mix it down and improve it. And the only way I know how to fight that is with music. That was quite a set at the top. Wiley and the Wild West, but up and rocking. Oh, I love that song. Followed by the classic 
Rebel Rouser by Dwayne Eddy. And then we had one of the few women on the Sun Records label, Ross with Barbara Pittman. I'm going, I'm getting better all the time. And that was followed by Shirley Ann Lee with some Christian classic, Let the Good Times Roll. And at the end, Dwight Yoakam with Waterfall. And I want to make a correction at the top of the show. As Benny Goodman brings me a tune that was, in fact, from 1987. Anyway, up now, uh, going into the 1960s for a little sunshine pop from L.A., Turtles is happy together.
closing impressions. We are a winner. Before that, the Supreme Stone. Love, a good message there. And then second song. Exciters that's reaching for the best, and the exciters probably best known for the singer. Let's just okay. Uh, Wilbert Harrison, number two. Let's work together, and yeah, let's let's just all of us want to figure out. And at the top, the turtles with happy hour, and we enter now second hour for positivity pop and motivational. Music, and with that, we continue into the 70s with the classic that's a great sing along if you know the words and you know the words. Here are the young bloods with Let's Get It, Let's Get Together. We'll pop off the sound of musical curiosity here at the Mutiny Pirate Ship. Are in the mission. <laughs> 